Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so, so cute. I listened to a few episodes, and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and the Netflix show, Brainchild. So these people know what they're doing. As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning really cool. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. So it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you guys ever almost pull the the shoot on, not to get too much in the weeds, but either the business or like, <laughs> the relationship? The we dating. probably should have on both. Uh, uh, you know, there are times I mean, where... Day by day on everything. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today we have Tiffany and Leon Chen, the founders, co-founders. Co-founders. Of Tiff's Treats. Um, the OGs, the actual OGs of cookie delivery. So much so their warm, website. Warm, cookie delivery. Yes, but so much so their website is literally cookiedelivery.com. <laughs> These two are amazing. We had a blast talking to them. We were honored they joined us on the show. But the reason they joined us was because they're coming out with a book called It's Not Just Cookies, all about their story of how they founded the company, uh, which started on a, on a date, actually, together. And evidently in the book, they have some of their like, top secret, best-selling, best-ever cookie recipes you what? can find. Uh, they give you a lot of recipes, they give you a lot of good stories, and they give you a lot of wisdom. We loved this episode with Tiff and Leon, and I think you will too. If you want to learn more about them and order their book called It's Not Just Cookies, we'll link it down below. But without further ado, we bring you Tiff and Leon Chin. Wow. Mm. Tiff and Leon, a pleasure to have you. Good to meet you. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Sean and Andrew, we're excited about this. <laughs> Leon, we have to know the story. How did you guys meet? No. We have to know the first date story. Yes. The actual first date, or you mean the date that she stood me up on? <laughs> the date she stood you up on. <laughs> yeah. I usually make her tell it because she did the standing up. But you see, we were supposed to meet up, and I thought we were going to meet up. It was understood by me, and for some reason she wasn't there, and that was a little bit upsetting to me. So uh, that's kind of the the impetus of the entire business on accident. Yeah, there was no day, the date never happened. Um, and so I baked cookies uh, for fun as a hobby and I baked him a set of cookies as an apology because I didn't make the date. I had wow. been um, ice skating with a friend and I didn't call to say I was running late. So I came over with cookies later and said I was sorry and he took one bite of the cookies and all of a sudden had the idea to do an entire warm cookie delivery business from that. It literally happened right then and there. Yeah, yes. I mean, okay, first of all, I asked her, I, I, well, I said, hey, this would be really awesome because when she happened to come over, they happened to be hot still. I was like, we wow. should deliver this like pizza. And kind of like the day she kind of shrugged it off and she was like, no, I don't want to do that. And what's really funny is, uh, at least the way I remember it, I would have let it go. Like it was just another harebrained idea. And hours later she called me 
and she was at the grocery store and she's like, you know, I thought about what you said. Uh, I'm looking at pricing, flour, eggs. Um, you know, let's give this a try. And so it was one of those things where it happened all within a day, the idea to start the business. Yeah. The Wait, so this was like on kind of your first date, your second date. It wasn't a first date because that would have been really weird to launch a business out of that. We were dating at the time. This was just okay. a date. I, and I mean, what had you have planned for this date? I don't remember. Nothing. It wasn't even, it was just going to be coming over to his house. Wow. So it wasn't like something fancy that I sidestepped. Uh, no, we were dating at the time, um, which I guess makes it make a little bit more sense. And then I, we remember it differently because he, I remember that he was on the phone with me going over and over why it would be so great and everything about it would be so awesome. And I relented into going up to the grocery store and pricing things out. But somewhere in there. Our whole relationship, literally in the car just a few minutes ago, me telling her how great something is and her telling me how not great something is going to be. And that's just pretty much how our whole life works. This guy gets yeah. it. That's how our whole life works, too. Oh, my I'm like gosh. the dream crusher. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, Andrew, I, yes. He'll have, like, some crazy idea, and I'm like, this will never work. Like, let's be realistic here. And he'll get mad. He's like, can't you just humor it? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, the problem with humoring it is they do the ideas. So, like, exactly. <laughs> I freaking like We Leon. need to hang Tip. out. Okay. We need to hang out. Just... Text me no. next time she crushes a dream, and I will text you as well, Andrew. Yeah. I was say, it sounds like these two should never hang out. We'll be going into a business together within days. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have yes. so many questions for you guys. First of all, uh, you, I mean, from a business standpoint, you've done phenomenal things. Also, from a parenting standpoint, you've done awesome things. And a lot of times when we talk to couples, um, well, we found that it is an anomaly to have built a business such as you guys have and also do it together. Like a lot of times it's, you know, the, the wife or the husband, one of the two sacrifices so that the other can go do the thing. But you guys have done it together. And in Sean and I's experience, I guess we've worked together for like four or five years. That's not easy. And you guys are like <laughs> on a way different scale than we are. So a lot of questions that I'm excited to dig into. But I do want to start with. You started this before, like, the internet was a yeah. thing. 1990. Yeah. Right. You know, right as it, I mean, we have cookiedelivery.com as our URL. So that's wow. that's how long ago wow. we started it. And it was all her idea. It was genius to, to get cookiedelivery.com. Yeah, the internet wow. was becoming widely available. So this we started in 99. And so it was just new and people were just, we were, I mean, dial up. When we talked about how figuring out how we were going to run the business, we were cranking through <laughs> dial up internet to figure out what That's... packaging options there were and things like that. But yeah, and then we um, launched our online ordering platform about a year after we started. So in about 2000, and that's when we snagged cookiedelivery.com because we thought wow. people wouldn't remember our name, but they could maybe remember that. And it was available because no one was on the internet. Wow. It is funny talking like in today's world, the fact that you have cookiedelivery.com. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. It's like such a valuable asset. I just keep thinking, I'm like, how much would that domain cost? <laughs> yeah. I don't know now. I don't know, but it's yeah. not for sale. So. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not for sale. <laughs> yes. Um, wow. And you made it through Y2K, you know. What a <laughs> whole Listen, shit. We were, yeah, we were in business. Yeah, that was, a, that was the least of our worries back then, actually. <laughs> I can't imagine taking... You were taking orders on dial-up. I haven't heard someone mention dial-up in like yeah, a long time. It kind of dates so. us a bit. I mean, like you said, we were in business before the internet exists, which, you know, that's dating enough. Well, our, our first <laughs> phone line 
was a cell phone that we bought just to take calls. So we never had a cell phone um, before wow. the business. That's how long ago it was. Dang. So within your business, can you give us a little glimpse into what working together looks like for you two now? Who has what role? Yeah, well, Leanne is the CEO and I'm the president, which means he's a little bit more focused on the strategic growth, um, investor relations, things that are pushing us forward. Um, I'm a little more focused on the day-to-day branding, um, the product side, uh, and we oversee different elements of the business. Yeah, she likes to say that she makes all my crazy, stupid dreams come true. (laughs) So I'm the dreamer, according to her, and, and she... I'll, I'll filter them down to something doable. Yeah. Dang. So when it comes to your titles and how you guys operate, are you guys operating out of the same house every day? Do you have separate office office spaces? Yeah. Um, we share an office. So we have like, fa- I don't know why people get, people are um, tickled by this, but we have face-to-face desks. So oh we're, we're in one office together and our desks are face-to-face, but we have like monitors. So re- this is like what face-to-face, it just covers everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and sometimes we'll get into a personal discussion or disagreement at work and we're like... We stand up, we over, stand the up over the desk <laughs> so we can <laughs> see each other. walking by and you see us kind of standing up over the monitor, you know it's because we're arguing. <laughs> You guys are adorable. This a couple goals. I know. Right? You know what I'm I don't know I will about say, that. It sounds like <laughs> you said if someone walks by and sees that you guys are standing up, they know you're in an argument. I feel like our girls and guys who work with us have very quickly learned what the signals are of like, oh, <laughs> let's just not go in there just yet. Let's <laughs> give them a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. I am curious though. So you guys have been married eleven years together. Twenty thousand. so this is something we actually never really told until our book uh but we actually went to high school prom together so before the infamous stand-up date um i i totally thought we went as a couple to prom but she likes to say that it was just as friends so like mixed signals even back (laughs) then we went as friends um we started dating when we got to college and then over y2k we broke up uh, not because of Y2K, it just happened to be on that date. Uh, we broke up for a little while, but we still kept doing the business. And then we eventually got back together. And then eventually after that, married. So we were together a long, long, long time before we got married. And then, uh-huh. so out of married 11 years, you guys have worked together how many years? 23? Yeah, 23 years. 23 years. Dang. Yeah, you guys should write a book on just working with your significant other. What? So the bigger question I have in that time frame is, so you were working together long before you were married. What did you guys learn in working together of like, what boundaries did you learn? We always talk about boundaries. What boundaries did you learn you had to put in place in order to protect your relationship and give yourself that like, business and, and home separation. Boundaryless? Yeah, or we're more like not what we did right, but we'll tell you what not to do kind of people because mm-hmm. we mess up a lot. Uh, number one is uh, definitely trying to date other people while you're trying to build a business together is is impossible because that's what we try to do. What? So we were, that didn't work. We were in college, sophomores. We were 19 years old when we started the business. Business was growing. Yes. We were, you know, still doing it part-time while going to school. But we, since we had dated for so long, we decided, you know, maybe we should date other people at some point. And what better time than when you're in college? 
So we made a pact. It's like a stupid romantic comedy. It, it makes no sense. But we would start dating other people, uh, basically the year 2000. January 1st, yeah, 2000. Wow. And, we, and we had no fight, no impetus to break up, but we kind of did just because we, hey, we wanted to, to, you know, have other relationships, meet other people. And then, but we had this business. So we kept doing the business for the first few years while uh, we dated other people. And uh, well, I'll just skip to it. She had a lot more success than I did, let's put it that way. And it was very difficult on us. And we actually write about this in the book too because it's so ludicrous looking back on it. Yeah, um, in terms of boundary, I think the only lesson we really learned over all of these years in terms of working together um, and, and that kind of thing was identifying when you're having a work fight and when you're having a personal fight. Because in all of our younger years, like the first half of the years working together, we would be arguing and we realized we were sort of like heatedly really fighting, fighting about something work related that if you were talking to any of your other coworkers, you would never be that fired up and you would never be that unprofessional in your mode of communication with them. And so to take a step back and understand, okay, if this is a work fight, it ought to just be like kind of a level-headed argument. Um, or disagreement and then personal stuff like try to work on personal fights separately from work if it's personal you can be as you know you can just let it fly yeah, no, anything goes yeah. <laughs> we would find out that oh we'd be arguing about something a disagreement on work but then all of a sudden you get into the personal stuff and we'd have to be like whoa time out like are we arguing about like pricing here or something yeah. to do with work or like we're starting to tell each other all Are the we things still we still mad about like the wedding guest list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Today's episode of Couple Things is brought to you by Element. As you know, I'm obsessed with this new company that we have partnered with and cannot believe that more of you don't know about them. Well, let's tell them about it, babe. So Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything that you need and nothing that you don't. It contains science-backed electrolyte ratio, which, if you're asking, is 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for people who are following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. You don't have to worry about all the extra fillers. And I love the fact that I can use it for my after-workout recovery because I know that it will replace the sodium that I have lost. You cannot go wrong with that. Who sweats more, me or you? You, by far. By a long <laughs> shot. Element is used by everyone from the NBA, NFL, and NHL players to Olympic athletes to the everyday parent like Sean and I are now. It doesn't matter who you are, Element will take care of you. Element is so sure you will love their product and come back for more. They're offering you a free Element sample pack. 
That's eight single serving packs free. Just cover the cost of shipping, which is $5 for US customers. Get yours at drinkelement.com forward slash eastfam. This deal is not available on their regular website. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and we'll give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. You must go to drinklmnt.com forward slash eastfam. Let's get back to it. I actually, now thinking about it, I haven't had this thought until you just described it like you did, but like a lot of people say, oh, there's so much complication that is injected when you work with your spouse, but there is the benefit of having kind of like that third party uh, perspective where you can always like kind of step back and view it from, you know, everything from, is this a work or personal fight or, you know, I feel like it gives you a reason to step back and view the argument, not from the, you know, the, the trenches in the moment. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it can lessen the emotions that way. Yeah. And I think one of the best things about working together is understanding, not the best thing about working together, but what makes your marriage easier in that way is that you really understand what's going on in his day to day that day or mine that day. So you don't have to argue over my meeting's more important or this is more important to me today because we completely get it. So there may be a day where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take the kids to school because I 1000% understand you have to be at the office at a certain time. There's no like trying to convince mine's more important or yours is more important when they're together as one goal. That's good. So you guys have twins. Mm -hmm. That is Andrew's dream in life. Um, Uh, I don't know. Like the first few years (laughs) were not, not, yeah, not a dream. (laughs) How old are your, your twins now? They're seven now. Oh my gosh. So boy and girl. Mm-hmm. My dream. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and it actually runs in his family, which is kind of scary to me. Uh, first, congratulations. And second, how did the dynamic of having twins affect your life? Because you're your own bosses. You run your own business. You guys work together. You work probably from home when it comes to like maternity leaves and stuff. How did the dynamic of having twins affect your business and your relationship? I think at the beginning, um, having twins for us was probably the same impact as it is for anybody, which is just pure exhaustion when they're infants. So you're not getting a ton of your best work done. You're not getting a ton of your best communication with each other or other people done. Um, So for the temporary time being when they're infants, it changes in that way in that you're just not really the, at the top of your game. But it is ultimate teamwork, though, because if we had just had one at a time, right, we'd be arguing like you hold him or I can watch her or whatever. When you have two two at once, it was just mayhem. And it's so it's just like all deck. hands on deck. So yeah. there's no no time for disagreeing on who's watching the kid or anything like that. We we both had one in our hand, arms the entire time. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Some of the some advice that I heard recently that helped me change my perspective was uh don't try to simultaneously work and like be a parent at the same time so like sometimes i i've found myself historically being on my computer like trying to write an email one-handed while holding the baby and that 100 percent of the time will end in frustration (laughs) do you guys have do you guys agree with that and or have 
other tips such as this? I would agree with that. We had the kind of babies that wouldn't be, like they needed 100% attention. They weren't meant to be twins, I think. They needed all the attention. And they weren't the kind that you could just put in one of those little bouncers and then do something. They would just cry their heads off about that. So I don't even think we had the luxury of trying to write an email. The, the entire time that they were infants and little babies, I think we sat down and watched 15 minutes of a show one time because they just weren't happy to be, you needed to be like doing things, performing for them at all times. You know, I'll say looking back, you know, I have this regret because I was on my phone a lot, like trying to catch up on work or like read emails. But I'll watch videos now of them when they were little and we're like, oh, that's so cute, that's so sweet. And I'm literally in the video, but I feel like I wasn't there there. And like, I'm kind of wish I could go back and just be even more present. I mean, I was there and in the videos, I'm, a lot of times I'm engaging, but I just feel like because it goes by so fast when you have twins, you don't have one and then you go through all the milestones, then you have the other, you go, it just, it all starts and it all, you know, you get out of that milestone right away. It just felt like I wanted and needed more time looking back on it. I wish I was even more present than I am. I was then. Dang. You're hitting me right now, Leon. <laughs> We're in it. We have a six month old. And yes. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things too with infants. It's like you're rushing to get them to the next milestone. But then as soon as they hit it, it's almost like you're sad that it's there because it's also you're sleep deprived. So you forget half of it. And you're like, wait, did they start walking last night? Or was that two years ago? Or is that yeah. happened yet? The but. sleep situation is crazy. I mean, you're just not, you're just not your right self with, with <laughs> little babies and no sleep. But yeah, we, yeah, that's the one thing about twins that we absolutely love having twins. Um, but the one downside is once you've reached, if, if that's all you're going to have, which is for us, that's it. It's just this one set. Once they're done, you know, like once they're done mispronouncing a certain word, then it's gone. Like there's no more baby talk. Like it's over. Yeah. I once came down and their babysitter was correcting. I forget what it was that they said. They used to say stop and wet a lot instead of sopping wet. And oh. I, she was like, it's sopping wet. And they were like, it is. And I was like, no, don't correct it. That's oh, my last dang, baby dude. thing left. Mm. I'm getting all sentimental. Out of <laughs> Our two year old's like really talking and she's starting to like uh. figure the words out. And we actually had it the other day. She says Baba for bottle. Uh-huh. And we had someone come in our house. Oh, one of our friends is a speech pathologist. And she's like, oh, you should really work on her saying bottle. And I was like, no, no I absolutely not. Oh. It makes her sound like a baby. Yeah, exactly. Like a, you still have like three or four more years. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Still, still. <laughs> Two talking is like prime cute time. Yeah. For sure. It's so fun. Okay. Jumping back though. I have a lot of questions in regards to like business and your relationship. So you guys have been very open, especially in your book and like interviews that when you first started like really diving into the business, it wasn't all, you know, roses and sunshine. Rainbow. What's the Sunshine word? and rainbows. <laughs> there you go. I think so. Sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> Um, but you guys were working like 120 hours. The money was really tight, especially when it comes to starting any very successful business. It's like that. Did that ever affect your relationship when it came to like finances and trying to manage potentially a family and run that business at the same time? So that's a fantastic question. And I think we were lucky in that when we started the business, we were still in college. And then as soon as we graduated college, we went full time with it we didn't have the pressures of starting a family at the same time as starting the business. So by the time we started a family, the business was sort of stable. 
Um, and there were no finances. I mean, yeah. we were very, we didn't need anything. You know, we shared a 500 square foot apartment that cost not very much money. We just didn't have any expenses. And so for, yes, we didn't, we were losing money and not making money, but it didn't really put a strain on us because we didn't really have any expectations for anything outside of that. Do you guys really like cookies still? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, um, yeah. <laughs> you would think that, you know, at work, we're always trying cookies out. It's like this big, you know, more cookies, more flavors coming in. And it is literally like that, especially for the book. There's, I think, 30 recipes. And so we were testing out recipes for the better half of a year and a half. It was a, that was a lot, but still, yes, still like them. Yeah. What was, I'm curious, because now they had to go through recipe tasting. What was your least favorite flavor that you've tasted? From the book? Recipe testing or any, ever, ever, any ever, over the years. Oh, we've had some. We've bunkers. had some stinkers yeah. that didn't even make the cut. I remember one of the ones stinkers. that we did roll out that it doesn't sound that bad. It was milk chocolate cherry with like dried cherries in it. Nobody wanted that. It did not sell. And after that, I made a rule that outside of raisins, we don't do dried fruit in um, cookies because it's just not just just not fantastic. They're not gross. They're just that not amazing. And then we did a maple bacon one once that sounded really good, but the bacon was all soggy. Yeah. It wasn't very Not good. a winner. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I'm kind of into soggy bacon, but that's personal oh, really? What's your, uh, <laughs> what's each of your favorite flavors? Um, on the, on our regular menu, my favorite flavor is oatmeal chocolate chip. And mine's oh, snickerdoodle yes. for me. Oatmeal okay. chocolate chip. Talk to me. I say Tiff. oatmeal chocolate chips maybe one of our favorite. Like, oh wow, because that's not like yeah. one of the most popular ones. It's so that's weirdly not, but I wonder if it divides between oatmeal raisin and oatmeal chocolate chip. So it's like a split. yes, because I'm more chocolate chip and he's more oatmeal raisin. So I think that's probably why I'm in on anything oatmeal. Did you guys? <laughs> did you guys ever almost pull the the shoot on? Not to get too much in the weeds but either the business or like the relationship the we dating. probably should have on both uh, uh you know there are times I mean, where day by day on everything <laughs> no we didn't um no we surprisingly not you would think and when you look back on it we should have considered closing the business in those first few years it had no future it was making no money it was growing to us it seemed like it was growing great but it, on paper it was growing very very slowly um, and then, you know, then we, then we'd get somewhere and then we make another move and we'd start losing money because of our new growth venture. Um, I think the biggest time it could have gone out of business without us making the choice was when we lost our lease to our kitchen space that we were using. And we just, we were really struggling to find another spot. So we ended up getting very, very lucky and finding a new spot to move into like just under the wire. But that was the biggest time when it, it could have gone out of business. That was back in 2003. Yeah, and, and Tiff said what kept us in it was we just kept feeling like there was something special building with the brand, but none of the financial metrics, you know, showed that. Uh, but we had so much great customer feedback, people emailing, calling us saying, you're making such a special moment in our lives. And that's when we kind of realized that we call them, it's corny, but we call them warm cookie moments because what we're realizing is people are using the warm cookies as a way to connect with each other and, and show love, appreciation, gratitude, comfort. And so it was really always, it was, there's always something there 
beyond just the cookies. And so that really kept us going and that kept us motivated when everything else seemed to go against us staying alive as a business. Yeah, it was like we were operating off of gut. In our guts, we knew there was something special here. So uh, truthfully, other than those times when, you know, luck's just not going your way, we never, ever considered um, quitting. And we've never wow. considered leaving each other either. Yeah. We've been too long for that. <laughs> Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant, and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. I will say, I found you guys uh, probably five years ago, six years ago. And I think it's really cool. In Nashville, it's very like small local businesses. And so there were a couple like cookie places I knew of. But I remember there was a friend of ours who had just gotten home from the hospital and it was like an odd time of the day where you couldn't really get anybody to deliver anything. And I came across you guys and the whole concept of like the warm cookie delivery. I remember it was when Chuck got out of the hospital and we sent him this huge delivery of milk and cookies. And I just remember him just being blown away that they were still warm. And it was just the coolest thing. So you guys have been our go-to ever since then, which has been really cool. It's almost like your mom's showing up. And, like, it really delivering. is. It's yeah. a warm hug. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. We, and we saw that during the shutdown and the beginning of the pandemic. We couldn't handle the amount of business we were getting because people needed a way to literally connect because they physically couldn't connect. Right. And so we saw people ordering for their grandparents that were stuck in nursing homes they were sending them cookies at least to say, hey, you know, we're thinking about you. We hope you're okay. Um, skipped birthdays. A lot, of, a lot of people miss their birthdays. They miss birthdays. Mother's Day was big because, you know, in, in 2020 Mother's Day, people couldn't really get together for that. Mother's Day, graduation, all kinds of stuff. Um, so, yeah, we had a huge uptick in people wanting to send gifts to each other. Which has been more difficult so far based off your experience? Uh, the times where the business wasn't going well or more recently when you guys have been absolutely smashing it? Is there like, yeah, I, I, you know, I say this a lot when times aren't going well, when we were like looking at payroll in our bank account and there's, there are times where I look at the bank account and I'd be like, I, I have no idea how we make payroll. I, you know, I don't know how we're going to make rent or those early days. It was just, stress, 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 just so much stress. I, you know, I, I started having these panic attacks. I thought I was, you know, having a stroke. I went to the emergency room. I, I literally didn't know what was wrong with me. And the doctor was like, yeah, you're just, you're really stressed out. And so th- during those times when you're struggling, you have stress. Then I always thought, hey, 
once once we get to a certain point and we're, we're able to pay our bills and things are going well, there won't be stress. There won't be stress at all. And I was right. The stress gets replaced, though, by pressure. Now you have pressure to succeed. You have investors counting on you. You have um, employees that have been with us for 20 years, 15 years, who've given up uh, doing other things to stay a part of this company to help grow it. Uh, we've seen people grow up and have families and people are counting on us for their mortgage now. And so that pressure replaces that stress. And you know, it's not any better. It's not any worse. It's just different. Wow. That's deep. Yeah, that is. That's good. We have, we just got off of a, a podcast tour where we, we actually got to see a lot of people face to face, which has been a change because of the past few years. And we actually got asked that a lot of the whole entrepreneurial world. What's like the most valuable lesson in starting a business that you wish you could have told yourself back then? Hmm. If we wish we could tell, tell ourselves back then. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the lessons that we learned along the way were, um, one, stick to what you do. Like, find a niche and stick to that niche. Be really, really good at the thing that you want to be good at. Um, especially in the beginning, there's time to branch out later, but kind of like put your flag down on something. And ours was warm cookie delivery. Cause you guys were just saying, Oh, I can't believe, you know, they're still warm. We get that all the time. Um, but that's what we do. I mean, that is the one thing that we really specialize in getting you the cookies right out of the oven that, and then, um, our other big takeaway was make it your focus and get ready to work hard on it. Yeah. It's, it's. You hear like work smart, you know, not hard. Well, I really think competition is such in everything you do, whether it's an Olymp you know, Olympic event or starting a business where you can't just work smart. You got to also work hard. You just you can't you can't stress that enough. And so that's something that um, we consistently say. And it seems so simple. But these days we, we, we can't shout it loud enough. You still got to work hard. Wow. With your guys' book that you released, um, no, it released this April. It's coming this April. Yeah. Coming this April. What was the whole, like, um, I guess, inspiration behind that? Behind writing a book, behind sharing the recipes, behind just all the stories you're sharing? Yeah, I mean, we've been in business for a long time now. And so we've always toyed with the idea of telling our story, especially as we get sort of bigger as a company. When we were smaller, everybody sort of knew how we started and then um now we've gotten a little bit bigger we're like you know it's a fun time to go in and really talk about the early days and how this started and kind of so what are some of the things we did to get from there to here but still in the middle of our journey because we're still growing um it's not like a look back memoir per se because we're not done um we still have so much more to go so that seemed like a fun time and then the recipes was an addition that we weren't initially expecting to do because we've never published recipes before um, you guys have yeah recipe time you guys have 30 recipes in the book we had something like i think there was about 28 something like that okay yeah and so what we decided to do was um, highlight our flavors of the week so for years we've done a certain flavor of the week about every month we would throw one out there um and so they're a little bit more fun um things that maybe aren't just the standards that are on your standard menu. And so we decided, well, we've got enough of these that we would put put those together for the book, all the like really fun ones, the limited time ones that people are always anxious to come back. 
and um, just to give the book a little bit of extra something fun. Right, and we also, whenever we do, we do some speaking engagements every so often at universities, or we've had big corp corporations like Dell or Southwest Airlines invite us to speak to their uh, people, and we get a lot of the same questions, you know, hey, how, how do you do this? Or how does it like working with your spouse is, is, was one of them. That's why we put it in the book. Um, and so we wanted to consolidate all of the, the things that people were most curious about and just put it into a, a you know, book format. And we thought it'd be fun to do. And um, it has been fun to do. Yeah. Do you find yourselves baking at home a lot since you have like a baking business? Um, I think it ebbs and flows. We baked at home a ton when we were putting the recipes together because we were testing out so many different ones because we had to reformulate them all for home baking because when we make them, you know, they're giant. And so we had to tweak yeah. everything down and then you would test it a thousand uh, times. Plus home ovens are completely different than commercial ovens. So everything needed to be changed. Interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, we bake for like all of the holidays and things and we still bake for fun. Well, you bake. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and the twins. Yeah. yeah. Tiff, did you have a reputation before you sent the uh, sorry for standing you up cookies? Were you like known as a cookie chick? I did. Yes, I was. Yeah? Okay, it was really great. more through high school than anything else that I would. I was known for making cookies. I would make cookies for um, part of my dance. There was like I was on a sixty-person dance team. And I remember making cookies for everyone, which at the time seemed like a lot. Now that makes me laugh because that probably wouldn't be very many cookies. Yeah, she was drill team captain, and for her girls, she would just make these cookies, and that's what she was known for. Yeah, about. and then when we went to college, I stopped doing it because I didn't have a kitchen. I was living in a dorm, um, and so I hadn't actually baked in a couple of years. And then we just happened to be back at home for winter break, and I struck it back up for this. Remind me where you guys went to college? Uh, University of Texas at Austin. Oh, nice. Nice. Sick. I will say Tiff. That was like my my big move for him back in the day, as I would bake him cookies or cupcakes. That oh, was, really? That was my only thing. You crushed it. We have a lot. We have a lot in common. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I I don't believe you when you said you were stressed, Leon. I can't I can't imagine you as a stressed out guy. <laughs> no, he's not. No, there was, yeah, there's, there's a period of time, and uh, yeah, I uh, you know, there Sean and I are building both a family and a business and our timelines maybe a little more compressed than yours mm -hmm. was where you had the business. And then, you know, it was kind of established by the time you had the kids, but there's definitely been times where I'm like, gosh, this is not worth it. Let's <laughs> just stop doing the business stuff and just, I, I can just get a job and we can go our separate <laughs> ways and like, and take not that. Not us go our separate ways. Professionally. Um, but then I, then I always think about how fun and amazing it is for Sean and I to have these shared memories, like, and spend for better, for worse, most of every day together and like build this project together. And you, I hear couples who don't work together, like they'll always still have dreams. It seems of like, Oh, you know, this is our house that we want to build. Or like, they always have projects in the works they're still doing together. And for Sean and I to have this project uh, together is so special. So I always try to remind myself with that, but I'm it. You like it? Yeah, I, I was gonna say what you're saying right now is we don't recommend every couple work together. I, you know, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even say that I recommended us working together. But when you go through all that we went through, and it is uh, uh, just a whole whole book's worth of just misfortune and bad luck, and also some good luck too. But 
when you, if you're lucky enough to get to the other side of it as a couple through the arguments and disagreements and stress and all that, it is so amazing to have, we have something that not very many people have. And that's, you know, I can look at her and I've we literally seen her blood, sweat and tears pour her life into something. I saw her, I've seen her at the lowest of the lows, the most scared she's ever been, the most stressed she's ever been, the saddest she's ever been, or the most doubt she's ever had. And then to be able to see her every step along the way, I just feel that's so special. And we have this respect for each other that I don't think you can get unless you've been there with each other during all those bad times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I think it's too, it's cool as well. Like Andrew was saying, you can have, if you share separate jobs and you're doing your nine to fives and you see each other at night, you do have those shared dreams of like the house or whatever. And what is fun is being able to dream and build a business together. It's almost like you can celebrate with each other on a daily basis. You see like the business calls that go well or, or don't. And you kind of get to like live out those little, those little wins every day, all day, Yeah, you know, through the year. Which the is don't, cool. the don't parts are some of the best memories. You know, um, we, when we were working those 120 hours uh, and we weren't making any money, we were working day and night. And I, I remember some of our most fondest memories is driving home with her after a long day and we skipped dinner because we were just us two. We we're so busy. And I'd look over at her and I'd be like, Hey, what do you want to do tonight? Do you want to you want to eat or do you want to go straight to sleep? And we only have time for one. And if we want, if you want one extra hour of sleep, you got to go home. But if you're too hungry, you got to stop. And depending on the day, she'd look over at me and she'd be like, sorry, I got to eat. Can we stop somewhere? And it was, but it's those moments that you look back on now, the, you know, the not great ones that are the fondest. Yeah. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is brought to you by an important sponsor, a life-changing sponsor, and that's BetterHelp. I couldn't agree more, baby. Uh, I wish that BetterHelp had been an option during my career because I love the fact that it's available for everyone, everywhere. BetterHelp actually helps to assess your needs and then they match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it takes all the stress out of trying to find someone to be able to talk mm-hmm. to, which we've been through that process. You look them up online, you go down to sit with them, you don't like them, it's on to the next one. And it's like a kind of a waste of your time, you feel like, but it, not with BetterHelp. It really is. So with BetterHelp, they're awesome. You can even start communicating in under 48 hours with your matched therapist. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in that uncomfortable waiting room like we have, as with traditional therapy. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which we love. You cannot go wrong with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and a couple things listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash eastfam. Let's get back to it. So, Leanne, you seem to be the one who encouraged... Tiff to really pursue building this business and doing it together. What did you see in her uh, that you knew she would be successful? Um, yeah. I don't know if you thought that no. through at all. I, I, I'll tell you this much without getting too sappy. Uh, Tiff is the most humble person in the world. She just 
she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand how capable and smart she is. People here will, um, you know, will walk in someplace and if somebody notices or recognizes her, they'll be like, they'll freak out. And she just, she can't imagine why anyone would care about her at all. Um, but I, I see it. And so it, it's one of those things where she's so humble, it's almost to a fault. And she really is. She's, she's always deflecting praise. She's always saying, I don't deserve this or I don't deserve that. You know, I don't think we can do this. You know, I don't think I'm capable of doing this every, every step of the way. But then when you really, when she really goes up against it, she always succeeds in everything she does. She's like one of the most successful slash humble people that I've ever known. Wow. And then Tiff, same question to you. What did you see in Leon way back in the day? where you were like, I want to go into business with him. So I, I really don't think, I mean, you're assuming that we put any thought into starting the business and that would, that would be overstepping it. Um, but what makes him continue to be uh, successful is that when Leon puts his sights on doing something, which is why it's scary when they have these dreams, but when he puts his sights towards doing something, he's going to do it. He's going to figure out a way to get it done, and he's going to, um, you can trust that he's going to be successful at it, even if it was crazy to start with. He's just one of those people, he's probably the most, um, the best creative problem solver I've ever seen. There's never a problem to him that doesn't have like five potential solutions that he comes up with like bam, 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 bam. You could do this, 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 or this. And so if you want to put something in his hands, um, it's pretty much a layup. Like he, if he wants to do it, he'll do it. So next time we're having marriage problems, we just need to come on here and talk to yes. you guys about it. Yeah. You know, wow. So all the reasons why you love each other. <laughs> yes. You guys have said some things that have really uh, impacted me positively. So thank yeah. you for this. Seriously. Uh, my last question is when we come, you guys are in Texas. Yeah. When we come down there, can we, can we buy you dinner? Oh, Let's do it. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You guys, you guys ever been to Austin? Yeah. I'm actually going tomorrow. What, what the heck, heck? dude? Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> well, we got to do it together. Or we don't want to make you yes. jealous. Yes. Yeah. But yes. yeah, you yeah. guys, I mean, Austin is, I mean, it's, very similar to Nashville, uh, a lot of mm -hmm. folks say, right? And so come on down. We'd love to meet up with you guys. That's great. Uh, all right. So we heard the sentimental side of things. From a marriage perspective, what's the best advice you've either been given or would give based off your experience? Oh, I'll let you oh, go first. Marriage advice? Yeah, we're, uh, we're not really great at that, giving, giving marriage <laughs> advice. <laughs> Or marriage, I guess. We're currently, <laughs> currently married. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I don't know if this is impactful to other people, but one thing we try to do is to maintain being polite to each other. Oh, yeah. We don't always succeed mm. at it. But we do, like, instead of saying, go fix that light bulb, you know, I would say, would you mind, could you please, when you have a chance, that light bulb is out. It would be great if you would fix it. Wow. And so, you know, treating ourselves with the same kind of courtesy that you would treat somebody else. It's not always easy to do. We don't always succeed at it, but we do try to do that. I love that. I'm no Leon's not done. Well, I just want to say real quick, oh. we've gotten to interview a lot of couples from every walk of life and we have yet to ever hear that. That's really special. Yeah. I that's really like mostly that. her. I think it's probably because I am not good at that. She's like, 
we need to try to do that no. as a couple. No, it's not. Need... It's honestly, because you can see older couples sometimes and just the way that they're interacting with each other on an airplane, for example, and they don't even notice that they're doing it. But you're like, you know, that's, they. it's not great talking to somebody else in that tone. Um, nobody wants to be spoken to that way. And we don't have to, even though we're super comfortable with each other, we don't have to speak to each other, you know, in that kind of tone all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, it's, there's, there's obviously a trust thing that has to work in a marriage, but also in a business as well. And so we differ on almost every little opinion. Um, we luckily, big picture, we are very aligned, but like on how to get to the big picture, she, she's this goes this way, I go the other way. Um, and, but at a certain point you delegate trust uh, to the other person, depending on what it is. And so it's a kind of like, I don't see it. I actually disagree with you vehemently, but like, fine, I trust you. And, and depending on what it is, we try to do that for each other kind of out of no other, there's no, we could sit there and fight <laughs> all day it's long. More efficient. Yeah. It's, but it's more efficient to really just be like, okay, for this one, it's all you. Yeah. It's all you. And so we try to do that. Piggyback question. How long did it take you to settle into your defined role as a CEO and president? Um, I mean, I guess our roles have changed over time, but a long time ago, we dedicated or declared that Leon would be, be CEO. I like the idea of having one point person so there's not confusion over, well, you know, mom said this, but dad said that, and we're not sure who's in charge. Um, it, I, but our role are super naturally like they just naturally split just because we're so different yeah she's really good at the details and i am awful at the details and so and the things and she doesn't like to do the finance stuff or i mean i don't love to do that but also, i like it a lot more than her uh and the investor stuff and the re investor relationships uh stuff like that and so it just naturally uh delineates and she's really in charge of the brand her name is on the sign and so Anything that touches the look and the feel or the taste of the product, it's 100% her. I can say whatever I want, but at the end of the day, uh, it definitely is going to be up to her. We have so much to learn, I know. dude. Holy crap. I know. I'm jazzed up. Now. <laughs> I know. We got we to ask you guys a ton more questions. Okay. Right before we wrap, um, you guys are in the cookie business. A lot of people's hobby uh, would be baking. But what are your hobbies outside of your business of baking? Um, you know, we like to spend time with friends uh, a lot. It, harder now with COVID, you know, it's been kind of a weird couple of years for that. But um, we'll go see music shows. You know, we live in Austin, so we'll go see concerts a lot. We love going to movies. I haven't done as much of that lately. Yeah, and we're just not homebodies. So even though we have a place here in Austin near our work, um, we got a place downtown a few years ago because we were just going downtown so much and we didn't want to take a long Uber or whatever. So we got a little place downtown and we're there every weekend with the kids. Um, and so we, awesome. we like to go like eat. That. We like to go we like to be out and about. Yeah, out and about by the lake and all that. So we're just not the couple that stays. It's probably because we, for years, all we did was work. And so when, when a lot of our friends were, you know, they had a job, a nine to five, but then they'd go to happy hours. They'd go out on weekends. We never got that in our 20s. We were just working through our 20s. And so I think to this day, we're still kind of like trying to make up for lost time. Because, and so we're just never the sit at home type of people.
Wow. I can't tell you the last time I heard someone say that they weren't a homebody. I feel like it's like par for the course of like, oh, yeah, I'm a homebody. I like to just watch movies at, um, on the yeah, couch. Yeah, our, cool. our friends get a little annoyed sometimes. Yeah. Because we're always like arranging dinner. <laughs> yeah, they don't like my itineraries. <laughs> Do you find yourself outside of Austin a lot? Like, are you guys trying to not stay in Austin? Austin, like travel wise, you get antsy about that, or do you like being home in the city? We love to travel. Also, really enjoy being in Austin. Um, but obviously, we haven't traveled a ton um, in the last couple of years. Not like we would have wanted, but travel, you know, kind of took a backseat. We love to do it. We don't do it as much as we like, just because a lot of times we're tied for responsibilities here to the to the office. Yeah, we we've always taken like a long weekend, right? And we never had the time or we felt like for the business, we could go on a three week trip to Europe. Uh, we did go on an 11 day trip to Europe probably 11 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago. And that's the longest trip we've ever been on. Uh, otherwise uh, it's 11 four or five days, weeks, maybe. 11 days, 11 days, yeah. 11 days, 11 days. Sorry. You yeah. guys are out here grinding. No, oh no 11 days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what was the last concert you went to? Last question. <laughs> Recently. Um, well, we saw churches pretty recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sick. Yeah. Awesome. ACL, so ACL Moody is a, it's a 2000 seat theater here. Um, and it's the best music venue ever. It's just, there's wow. not a bad seat in the house. Um, you, you can see no matter where you get and it, the acoustics are great. And so, um, it happens to be really close to where we live downtown. And so we just walk and see shows all the time. That's awesome. I challenge that. Come up to Nashville. We'll go to the Ryman. Yep. And you'll see what a good music video. <laughs> right, okay. Not to we'll bash, do a, we'll do a, a, a home and away. Okay. We'll, we'll, All right. we'll both take yeah. each other to the concerts. Hey, listen, I uh, am so impressed by what you both have built for, for what it's worth. Uh, it's inspiring. And also to see how you've done it mm -hmm. is, is even, uh, I think, more fascinating and impressive. And uh, the fact that you wrote a book about it is amazing. And congratulations on that. If you listening are curious to read their book called It's Not Just Cookies, we'll link it down below. Um, it is a fantastic book full of recipes, uh, pictures, and warm cookie stories, as you say. <laughs> but Tiff and Leon, uh, so much wisdom clearly to share and uh, glad that you are actively doing it. So thank you for joining us today. And we're looking forward to staying in touch. Right, thanks, thank you guys. both so much. It was so awesome meeting you both. <laughs> of course. Thank you guys. All right. Real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors. I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today. All right. If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search couple things and tap our shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.